Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Like never before, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap. Escape. So I want to preach about escape. What do you think? Them boys says we are escaping today, so we are escaping. I want to preach about escape. Hebrews chapter 2. If you have your Bible, we go to Hebrews chapter 2. From next week, isn't it from next week? Next week we are Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. You could make it? You could make it? 8 o'clock. But we are meeting in a big, big church. You can come here no more. We, 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 we want a fancy church too. All right? Yeah. So from next week, every Sunday morning between 8 and 10, you're welcome. Invite a friend. Invite a classmate. This is, this is a young people church. You get it? It's a church for young people. If you are not young, you can't, can't do that. This is eyes sweating. <laughs> yeah, 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 your legs can break and all of that. You get it. So your friends, your 14, 15, 16, 18, man, bring them. Tell them that you got some nice church. The pastor is dance bad. <laughs> it's a bad dancer, man. Come, let me go see what going on. You get it. So Sunday morning from next week, every Sunday morning from 8 to 10. And then those that are there now, they'll meet from 10 to 12. How you being? So we have to come early. Finish early so that the next group can come. Are you with me? I mean, I even want to do another one from 12 to 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a preacher. What, what, what your life work is, that's all you do. I mean, anybody who buys a car and he says, I want to drive taxi. And they wake up in the morning. They drive a taxi all day. All night. All the time. They drive taxi. Some people drive taxi until they get old. So if I'm a preacher then I should also be able to preach until I get old. Yeah, that's what makes sense. Yeah, you too. Whatever you find to do, you also do for the rest of your life. If you're going to be what? A, a, a lawyer. It means that you're going to go to court all the rest of your life. You hear cases. You hear people killing people. You hear people who say, I didn't do it, but meanwhile, they were the ones who did it. Oh, you see that for the rest of your life. Every job, every profession you choose, that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. If you choose thieving. If you choose thieving. <laughs> all day, all night. Then as for Camp Street, it will be like a hotel for you. You, you remember last week? <laughs> the conditions are very bad now. Because when I was there last two years, it was better. Uh-huh. Once you choose thieving, it means that you always have to thief. You always have to. And those who steal, those who steal, for example, when, when you're a thief, uh, you are, you are, you're an arm robber, you're a bandit, you, 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 it's like it gives you a certain energy. If you don't thief, you don't feel nice. So you got to go and thief. Sometimes you don't even need what you're thiefing. But it, it's, it's like it's something that you, 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 you've done. It's become a habit. And so it will become an addition. So you, you, you thief. Just because you just thief. You get it. And so tonight, 
for a few minutes, for those who uh, managed to make it tonight, I want to preach about Hebrews chapter 2, and I want to read from verse 1. My message is entitled, Escape. Escape. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews. says he, he will freeze. The other one will freeze. Okay. Thank you. Hebrews chapter, what did I say? Chapter 2 and verse 1. Okay. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Let, let me change the version to become a bit nicer. Are you there with me? The New Living Translation, the Bible says that, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. Listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. Or we may drift away from it. When you hear something that is good, that is right, you have to hold on to it. Like if, let's say, your grandmother tells you, you know what, don't play with bad, don't, don't play bad company. It is the truth. What's your name, my friend? What's your name? Nicholas. Yeah, if your grandmother says, don't play with bad boys, bad friends, it is the truth. What is that? Is it an animal? Some Baku. <laughs> Baku's cry like that. Isn't it the one day? Yeah. You don't know? Man, I want to share a joke. <laughs> Nicholas, if your grandmother says, don't play with bad company, bad boys, it's not the truth. It's the truth. Because bad company, the Bible says, it corrupts good morals. If you play with bad friends, you become bad. True or false? Yes. If you play with bad boys, you become a bad boy. If you play with bad girls, you become bad. So, anything that is true that you hear, you have to hold fast to it. Otherwise, one day, you forget about it. And then you see that this guy will come around. He's a nice guy. When you don't have money, he has money to buy something for you to eat. He normally says, you know, man, let's go to KFC and eat some chicken. And so he's a nice guy. But then you didn't know that he smoked weed and he's pop Mali. <laughs> Before I realize, you know, you're following him and then you're smoking weed too. Hoff, also, pop, pop, pop. Puff, puff, pass. 
Who kind of pastor is that? Yeah. Puff, 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 pass. Puff, puff, like puff, puff. And then you pass. And you take. <laughs> you puff, puff, pass, and then take. Do you realize you are going out one month band and you pop in Mali? Yeah, you know Mali? You've heard about it before, isn't it? What's your name? Kendra. Kendra, how old are you? You're 12. Kendra knows. Yeah. Kendra knows about your papa. Why watch you? You 12 too? You 12? How old are you? Hey, he's a big boy. <laughs> Do you hear me? Yes, he's a big boy. So Kendra is a little girl, huh? He's a little girl. <laughs> Before I realize you're smoking weed, and then you're popping Molly. Before I realize something else. I, I, I was just around the Belwest area, and then some people were talking about an accident that happened last, was it last Sunday or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. And then it was very interesting how they were all trying to explain what happened. I was just around and I was quiet. But one, one person said that the guy, there was some kind of, you know, uh, uh, um, itation, that they use the word itation at a party or something. And so he just jumped into the car and he drove off. And I hear his father even drove behind him trying to. And then his girlfriend who he, he had an itation with, when his, his, his friend or his some sister told her not to go into the car, she didn't mind the, the, the friend or sister. So she went into the car with a guy with an itation who just sped off. And not far away from the Bell Bridge, they ran into a, 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 a wall and four people died last two weeks, right on the road. Yeah, because of itation. So they, they, were, they were trying to explain. Somebody said, he sped off, he just took off at the, the top speed. But you see, people don't know what is behind certain things. A speed is not good, but you, you, you have to drive faster for for. for a devil or an enemy to be able to get hold of you. You see, if you drive, if, if, you, if you grow up a bit and you come to understand, when you are driving and then you go above 80 kilometers, when you go above 80 kilometers, you, and there is a problem, you can't control the vehicle. Yeah, that's why you have speed limits. The speed limits are speeds that when you are going and there's any emergency, you can comfortably control the vehicle the steering and the brakes. If you go above the speed limit, it is very, very possible that when there's an emergency, you can't control the vehicle. Like if people are going on the London Highway. Oh my Lord, don't want to. Ah. <laughs> the speed at which they drive the car. Can you imagine if, if somebody, a human being, just, just runs across the road and then you want to just stop to avoid hitting him? You can't step on the brake. Because when you step on the brake, oh, the vehicle will tell you, what's your problem, driver? You, you, the brake will make the, the tie seize, and then you sum at all, you roll. You, you understand? So as much as speed is not good, it is not only speed. The bicycle which you hold, for, for, which you hold carefully, listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. 
For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm. And every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. I spoke of obedience last night. Disobedience is punished. Disobedience is always punished. Anytime you disobey God, you you reap the fruits of the disobedience. It's better to obey than to sacrifice. Are you you with me? Every disobedience and, and, and violation of the law was punished. So what makes us think? Turn to somebody and say, what makes you think? The Bible says in verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 2. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? Now, understand what the Bible is saying here. That there is something that is the truth. And the truth is something that when you are exposed to it, you should not let it drift away. I've been preaching about backsliding. Then he said that there were people who did the same thing. Who disrespected and disregarded. Or people who violated the law. And were disobedient. Those things were punished. I said those things were punished. And if you read further, you hear about how the Israelites, when they left Egypt to Canaan, on their way from Egypt to Canaan, how they complained, how they murmured, how they disobeyed, how they rejected God, how they said they want a God they can see. There is so many bad things that God decided not to allow any of those older Israelites to enter into the promised land. Now, sometimes God will not allow some people who have been disobedient and have broken his law to enjoy something. So those people die. There are people in your life, there are people in my life who have died because God didn't want them to live again. Are you with me? We will see see them die and they will cry and we'll do wake and then we go with black shades, black shirt, black pants, we holler on the very ground. But what all the little of what we don't know is that because they violated God's law, God has gotten rid of them. It means that you will die before your time if you break God's law or disobey him. Are you following what I'm saying? Because it is on record that the people that God took from one place to another place through the Red Sea, he was not happy with them because they broke his law. They violated his law. The things that he gave to them, they said, what is this? And I'm saying that that applies to you and I because if we also do that, so you say, oh, uh, God but not forgotten. Yeah, who, who remembers you? Nobody remembers you. You say, oh, he was just 18 years old, very young. He had a lot of life ahead of him. Well, that particular person, for all you know, that person did not walk in the ways of God. So God decided that because of the guy's disobedience, he will remove him. He doesn't want him to see 2023. Let me tell you, if God says you will die, you will die. And if God says you will not die, you will not die. It's not about, we, we think that we think, we think. 
that everybody will grow and become old. Yeah? And so we plan ahead. Kendra, we think ahead. So, oh, I want to become a nurse when I get big. But what we don't know is whether you will ever get to that stage where you have to choose something. And that long life, that longevity in the world, it comes by obedience to God and following his law. So the Bible says that there's a truth. And the truth must be respected and we must hold on to the truth. Because if we don't do it and we also fight against the truth or do anything against the truth, then the Bible says, how shall we escape? Because something that somebody did and they were punished, how do you think that you will do it and you will go scot-free? Not because you live on the West Bank? Well, what makes you think that if somebody didn't believe in Jesus and they died and went to hell, that you don't believe in Jesus and, uh, and you will not die? Even if you die, you won't go to hell. What makes you... Sometimes we think that our cases are very different. Yeah, that it will happen to you, but it can't happen to me. Never! Most of the time we think like that, in out of ignorance, we think that, me, I'll never do that. Me, I'll never be here. Me, I'll never do... You, 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 you'll be surprised what you do a few years from now. But the Bible said, how can we, how shall we escape? There are things that you do that you cannot escape. There are things that you can't escape from in this life, I'm telling you. I said, there are things that you cannot escape from in this life. <laughs> oh... Sometimes when I think about my life, I, I can't imagine how my father, the things that my father did, I, I, I'm just doing them or I've done them. It, it, it's, like, it's like a script was written for you to live your life. There are many of you here, if you don't hold on to the truth, you will not escape what your, the mistake your father made. Do you want to watch your father? Where's your father? Babies. Where's your mother? Babies. Well, who do you live with here? Your granny? Ah. I love my friend here. My 16-year-old friend. You remember? Last week we were gaffing on the way out. You remember? Uh-huh. Where's your dad? Ah, you told me about that. Yeah, you told me about that yeah, last night. Yeah. But mom is here, right? Yeah. For some of you, you know your father good. You don't like some of the things that your father used to. If it's your mother, Nicholas, it's your... <laughs> you know each other? Eh? It's your friend? Or your brother? Is your brother? No? Why are you laughing? Eh? Your friends? Yeah. Are you also 14? You are? You're 14. Yeah, you're just a big 14. So where's your dad? Sorry? He's in jail. Okay. All right. No, it's, it's interesting. Where's your mom? She's in? Oh, your mother died and father is in jail. <coughs> Excuse him. You, 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 how, how long has he been in jail? Two years. Do you visit him? Yeah. 
You'll be surprised at Nicholas. If you don't hold on to this God thing, you'll find yourself in jail. How shall we escape? You, you, you think Nicholas is better than his father? You think that Nicholas is wiser than his father? How many agree that he is wiser than his father? How many of you say he's wiser than his father? Oh. So, so, if his father, who is more wise, has found himself in a place where you wouldn't like to go, then you who are less wise, it's more likely that you go there just as the other one has gone. Timothy, are you with me? So the Bible says that we cannot sit down here as young people who are growing up thinking that we will escape if we... Such a great salvation. You see, some of these fathers and mothers, they don't like God. They don't like church. They don't. When you start coming to church, they say, where are you going so late? They say, no, you're ready for baptize. You'll be surprised at how your mother will say bad things about the church. How your mother will say bad things about God. How the people in your house will say bad things about the church and about God. But the Bible says, we will not escape if we neglect so great a salvation. This is your time. This is your chance to follow God, to believe God, and live a better life. A time is coming when we speak to you, you will not listen anymore. Are you with me? Some people say that a cat has how many lives? Nine. You try right there. <laughs> I come from a country where Cat are eating. Cat, cat meat is nice. I've not eaten some before, but I've heard. You never, no, I never tried. You, 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 you tried before? Some people, some people eat cat from where I come from. Yeah. Now, you know how they kill a cat? I don't think that a cat has nine lives when they are killing a cat to eat. Now, when they kill the cat for cat curry, and then the cat will rise up in the curry <laughs> and go away. No, 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 no. When you die, you are dead. Yeah? And I said, there are, there are several ways to kill a cat. One of the things you don't want to do is that when you are killing the cat, you have to be very careful. The cat can, can actually kill you when you are killing it. Oh, yeah. He can get wild with his claws like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. So when they are, when they are killing cats, they put them in a, in a sack and they tie it. And lash them against the wall like that. You should pray that he doesn't get out of the sack. Yeah, yeah, you rather would die. You come ah, right here like that. And they seem to know where to come. Yeah. So if you put them in a the sack and, and, and drown them, put them in water. When they're dead, they bring it out. You have to be careful that he's not, he's not, he's not waiting, he's not playing dead. Uh-huh. They seem to know where to come. Right here. And when you hold your, your, your breathing, your windpipe like that, that is where air, air goes in. They choke you like that. That's it. Yeah, he got away and you're dead. Even killing a cat, if you don't take it, you can't escape. There's nothing like nine lives. 
It's those who play games, computer games. Those who play computer games. Sometimes they have people, they, they shoot them and they get, they get back. And so, one more life left. <laughs> it's only in games. The moment you die, Many people think that when you die, there's no, nothing anymore. No, when you die, you will know that you are dead. And you will realize that you have gone to a particular place. And that place is not Guyana. It's a place where you see many people you may have known here on earth. You can't come back to Guyana. Your, your passport, your visa, everything has expired. In that world, there are only two places you can go. There's no America, there's no Europe, there's no Asia, there's no South America. There's only heaven and hell. One of the things that you cannot escape is judgment. You see, you can live a very nice life here on earth and never go to jail, never go to court. I've been to court once in my life here in Guyana. Yeah, <laughs> well, I hit somebody's vehicle, and the person took me to court. And they put handcuffs around me. They put me in the, in the lockup. I have to pay twenty thousand. When I finished, when I paid it, then they unlocked the cuff and they let me go. Maybe you will never experience that, but there's something that there's nobody here on earth who, who can escape, and that is the judgment that God will judge us. The Bible says it is appointed not to man once to die. That's why we are not cats. We don't have nine lives. We have one life. And this is the only life you have to live right and to live well. Because if you ignore the teachings, you see some of these people who are in your life, Pastor Joshua, Pastor Godfrey, uh, uh, Sister Kalisha, Miss Lisa, these people who are in your life, you'll be surprised that if you, if you joke with their presence in your life, that will be the only chance you have to serve God. Say it again. See, somebody messaged me the other day that he said, Bishop, I was just fired from my job. I said, Wow, what happened? The person told me what happened. I said, Oh, I mean, can you not beg for another chance? He said, No, here you don't have. Then my response to the person was, you see, that is why we should give ourselves to God completely. Just because he's the only one who gives you chances. Your boss, if you make a mistake at work now and you are caught, if you miscount and, and you forget and you, you put in the, the original number and then they discover that you, you inputted the original number but the cash is less than it can easily go on your record for your next job what am I trying to say I'm trying to say that when you see someone like Tandy tells you come let's go to church come let's go to church Let's go to church. You look at it in your life. How many people do you have in your life who tell you, let's go to church? 
I bet you there's nobody in your life who tells you come to church on a Saturday. But these people who are sitting down here. Now, if you take it for granted, if you joke with it, if you play with it, a time is going to come, you regret. Few people have people in their lives who will call them and say, let's go to church, it's time to come to church Saturday. A place where you can come by yourself. You are treated like a baby. You think you get somebody else to do that to you? If you, if you, if you ignore this great opportunity to serve God, where do you go in your life that somebody carries you? Want to share a joke? I ain't joking. Where do you go in your life that somebody carries you? My, my friend, what's your name again? I, I. Oh, Marion. Is there a place you go that somebody carries you? No. You know, sir. So some of you even they carry you. Don't like it because it's like I know no boy, man. I could, I could, I could come. Nicholas. I don't think you get out of your house and then somebody is following you. Let me go. Cross the road. Sit in a bus. We go have a No, 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 no. That's that's why you see Saturday after Saturday. You see, I see it, and I believe God sees it even more. I see Saturday after Saturday, those who come, those who don't come, those who have time, those who don't have time. I'm telling you. There is nobody in your life like these people who are in your life. Timothy, there's nobody like Miss Hackett. There's nobody, no young girl in your life. A young girl who comes into your life, who you are not sexing, who says, let's go to church. How many do you have? One. Now, do you want to joke with her? Do you want to play with this opportunity? Think about it very seriously. Think about it very seriously. But if you don't take this relationship that God has given to you seriously, a time has come, you will miss it, you will miss it, and then you can't escape judgment when, when it's time to be judged. I know that many people who God has given me, there's nobody in their lives to lead them and to be telling them the things I tell them. That's why it's so important to hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hold on. If you are here tonight, you are hearing something that, that's very important. Hold on to this church thing. Hold on to that sister who calls you about God. Hold on to that pastor who calls you. Hold on! Because if you lose that relationship God has given to you, you will not escape. I'm telling you. There was, there, was a, there was a young man who used to come to church. Ashanti was the one who used to bring her, him. I think he missed church one day or something like that. Something. He went to church, he called him, he said he doesn't have time. The next step, when we heard about him, he was dead. Yeah, right here from West Bank. Right here from the West Bank. The same Saturday, same Bagosville, same enlargement service, enlargement service, enlargement service. A guy had come to church before. He was supposed to come, and then some something they distracted it. Something we went to follow other people. Something the next day, dead. You know what that tells me? It tells me that again, don't take these people for granted. Oh. God was trying to tell you to just move away from that which is coming, because if you don't hold hold on to these people that God has given to you, you can easily go to hell. 
My, my, this, this is my son here. He was telling me. He tells me some fantastic things about school. I, I can't even believe. Yeah, see, they go, they go for computer. They go for EDPM. And those who, are, who have repeated the class, they are sitting at the back. And they are using the internet to watch pornography while Mrs. is teaching. have repeated and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't move you it doesn't affect you there's no shame there's no shame there's no conscience that as the woman is in front teaching she thinks that she's teaching you are sitting right using the internet and going to www.bigmama.com Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. The people you have in your life. Omarion, take them serious. Many people have taken my relationship with them for granted. Over the years. Over the years. To get a better life. To get a glorious life. To be able to stand before Jesus one day and say, I did this. I did that. I did that. They trivialize the relationship. You, you, you will not escape judgment. Every single one of us will stand before God. When you die. Be careful and be mindful of it. How shall we escape? You see, if there's fire here, we are, we are likely to escape. Yeah, these open windows. We jump out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure even all of us try to jump out once. We can all choose windows. There are so many windows. We can choose. I can choose here. Four or five of us can choose. Those of us in front, we can choose to just jump out. And when you die and you stand before God, you can't, you can't escape that. It is appointed to man who wants to die. And after death, judgment. Everybody is going to be judged. Everybody is going to be questioned. Everybody, everybody is going to be asked what you did with your life when you were on earth. Every single person will have to answer those questions. You want to escape it? You have to live for God. You want to escape it? Then you have to take the relationships that God has given to you around the church. You have to take them very serious. Now, it's just ringing in my heart to, 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 to just emphasize on the people who come around and call you. It is, it, it's a beautiful thing. I remember when I was in primary school. Primary school was boarding school in the last grade six went to boarding house for just that grade because of common entrance. And every Sunday, the scripture, you know, the, the Christians from the university, we were not far from the university. The Christians from the university, they know that we were staying on, so they will come and have Bible lessons with us. That was the time. I was 11 years old. That was the time I learned Matthew chapter 5 verse 60 and I've never forgotten about it.
Are you ready to be judged by God? Can you stand before God now? No? Can you, are you ready? Nicholas, are you ready to stand before God now to be judged? Are you sure you're ready? Are you sure if God goes through the books, he looks at your life. But you would have lived your life well. So tonight, tonight, I want you to assess yourself very, very, very carefully. Let, let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. It's a very sober moment. Sober moment. Sober moment. Let's close your eyes. And I want you to, I want you to think about your life. Think about your life. Think about your life. Are you ready to stand before God? In this short life you have, have you done what God expected you to do? The Bible says we will not escape if we ignore, if we neglect. So great is salvation. Nobody escapes. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. They shall not escape. People people break the law of God and they are disobedient to God. They don't escape the wrath of God. God is giving you and I a chance to escape judgment and to escape his wrath. I giving him our all. If you are here tonight, you are not saved. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if, if you die now, you know deep down in your heart that you will not go to heaven. Even though you would like to, you, you will not. Liking to go to a place does not give you access to the place. Heaven is only reserved for those who believe in Jesus as the Son of God. Those who accepted Jesus as the Son of God and invited Jesus into their lives and into their hearts. You are here tonight. You know deep down in your heart that if you were to meet God right now, you will not escape His judgment. His serious and angry judgment. You want to say, Bishop, tonight, I want to make things right with God. I want to make things right with God. I want to make things right with God. I want to make things right with God from tonight. If you're here like that, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. While every eye is closed, every head bowed, you want me to pray with you and you want to lift up your right hand. Oh, to Jesus. I... You want to lift up your hand and say, Bishop, pray for me. I want to escape now, Dan. When is it? Where I cannot escape. Which of my hand is up. God bless you.
your hands. Lift up your hands. Bishop, why should I lift up my two hands? Because when you lift up your two hands, it means you surrender. It means you are saying, Jesus, you are better and bigger than me. You are, I, I, I humble myself before you. That's why we lift up our two hands. And with the two hands lifted up, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Say very boldly, Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with all my heart. And I confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe Jesus died. He was buried. On the third day, he rose again. And I believe Jesus is alive. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And make my heart your home. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your hands lifted up, close your eyes. Father, I pray for all these wonderful young men. I pray for their lives. I pray for their hearts. Touch their hearts. May their hearts belong to you for the rest of their days. Let this heart beat every day for you and beat yearning to know you and to know you now. I speak over their lives. Let their hearts be full of Jesus. Let their hearts be full of life. Thank you, Father. Let him love you. Let him serve you all the days of his life. Let this heart belong to you and you alone, oh God every single day of his life. It's a heart affair tonight. This heart, oh God. Oh, the heart of your boy, Lord Jesus. Take this heart. Take this heart, oh God. Take this heart. Let it be yours. Take this heart to God so he can escape. Take this heart to God. It is for a heart we believe. Let this heart be full of belief. Let this heart be full of belief in Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. Let us have believed, God. I commit all of them to you. And your hearts never fail in following after you every day of their lives. In Jesus' name. Pastor Joshua, planted for God bless you. Good, Pastor Joshua. So many souls longer after you.
to touch hearts. He wants to search hearts. He wants to purify hearts. As your hand is on your heart, I pray and I speak. A heart that is touched. Your heart not be a, a hardened heart, but a softened heart. A heart that is softer towards God, towards His Spirit, and towards His kingdom. Your heart never stop following after God. Your heart never stop following after your Savior. Your heart never stop following after your Master, your Deliverer, your Life Sustainer, your God. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, Father, touch these hearts, soften these hearts, revive and set these hearts afloat. To love you, to love you. Let his heart be full of love for you. Love for your world, love for your kingdom, love for you. May this heart of God follow after you like, like a deer panted after water. And let these hearts follow along after you, my Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You alone are my soul. Am I sure to you? Hello, may my spirit touching our life tonight. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for a heart that longeth for and yearneth after you. Every heart here is that heart. Oh, thank you for the beauty of your sight as you look at us tonight here. Here in Samaria, even in the, in the Macanel building. Well, our hearts, oh God, our hearts are for you. Our hearts belong to you. Use our hearts and use our lives. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, somebody shouted, Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.